Today on Worst Ever, we are going to be speaking with Andrew Keegan. And taking you on a journey. This is a journey, okay? So sit back. Relax. Maybe lean your seat back, unless you're driving, um, and take a toke of something or if drink of something. If you smoke the chief, do it now. Andrew Keegan is an actor. Yes. Um, he is a spiritual um, figurehead. <laughs> yes. In Venice, California. Correct. He's a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Um you would probably know him from the 90s if, unless you were living under a rock. He very well may have been on your wall from a Bop magazine poster. You Team probably beat. could remember him from 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, I may or may not have gone on a few dates with him when we were 15. It was the 90s, guys. I, you know, everyone was dating Andrew Keegan, okay? What base? I'm not going to. What base? Second. So um, he's a wonderful person. And this is a uh, this podcast in particular is sort of a story about how when something terrible can happen to you, it might become a catalyst for changing your life. And I think with is that how you saw it? Yeah, I think okay. with in Andrew's case, a really bad work experience was somehow a very fundamental shift in the way he thought about the world, the way he saw himself and his place in it. And he's kind of made it ever since his life mission to. Uh, fund the Full Circle Church. So, as we said... Say that again? Full Circle Church. Yes. Full Circle in Venice. Um, so, take a listen, sit back, relax, and let's go on a bit of a spiritual journey. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so, speaking of, like, worst ever experiences... That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst How bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel that pain is best served funny. If I were gonna march into the dark, I would take my open mind into this foreign land. I will take my open hands. Somebody's gotta cross that line in the sand. Cause all along I thought it was hard to offer my heart to give it away. To what seems to be the enemy Put down my sword, you put down your shield We can meet right here We might find we've got all the same feels Go on and let me in, I will let you in Eventually we'll see we're not so different We're not so different We are not so different if the world don't make no sense Remember we We're so beautifully human oh, oh, oh. Welcome to Worst Ever Today we are pleased to be In the Full Circle Temple in Venice, California uh, I am with My old friend, Andrew Keegan um, Andrew is also A guest star on Hollywood Darlings This week, which is amazing Thank you so much for doing that um, But we are in Andrew's space today And he's going to talk a little more about what that is And then we're going to get into a story Kind of why this whole space even happened Which is Something that, you know, when bad things happen, sometimes some good can come out of it. And that's kind of, I guess, the theme for today's podcast. Um, side note, you might hear my daughter in the background. She's also making a special guest appearance today. Um, Not by my choice, by the way. <laughs> Daddy's out of town. It's mommy daycare. Andrew, welcome. Thank you so much. And, of course, being that I have a little one literally the same age, her birthday's coming up in a couple days, and I know... She just had her birthday. And our birthdays are close, and now our daughter's birthday is close. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that weird? Wait, yours is the 24th? 25th. 25th? Um, and the 29th, January. January. Okay. Yeah. And then Arista and I are, are very close as well. Are you close with your husband? It's, uh, well, January 3rd. That's still the same still month. pretty close. I'm in September. Well, and no child. Yeah, we knew that. We could probably <laughs> well, we know who the oddball is today. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me, and of course going to uh, want to connect to the space and the way that we have done that and the way that we uh, walked in today, we 
have been very fortunate to, to have a, a musical artist here. Just as we walked up, he was already here, set up, ready to rock and roll. And this is the this is Full Circle, for those of you who have never heard of Full Circle. Um, Andrew, how long ago did you start this? Well, as you were mentioning in your song, it took me back to a memory. That's the ghost opening and closing the awesome. door, by the way. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Because I put a latch. That was like a latch. The door just there's, opened by itself. Just there's so you know. many spirits yeah. coming through here, so they like to be seen and heard sometimes. So uh, now that I've got everybody spooked out, but they're loving. They're loving spirits. We, we started, you know, our stories all... Uh, in, in the way that you kind of described in the song, like, am I a good guy? Am I a bad guy? I had some things, obviously, we all do that have happened in our life that are, are somewhat of conflict with other other people. One of the things that came to mind was a, a fairly um, not good interaction with, with uh, police some years ago. But one of the things that the police officer said through this whole process was that I'm a police officer and you're not human. And that always stuck out to me uh, in, in this whole experience and it kind of wait the question of like am I human what does that mean and that was like five or six years ago um, but that coming up in your in your lyrics kind of reminded me of that moment so it's been five or six years since that happened and, and this you know is connected to so many other experiences along the way we uh, had some time down here in Venice during Occupy <clears throat> The Occupy movement was another uh, moment in time in the last recent history. And then, of course, being in the temple now for three years, realizing that we've got to focus on solutions. There's so many conflicts out there, so yeah. many things you can fight. But the message You said three years in the temple? Uh, we've been here for three years. Okay. Yeah. So actually, March 2014 was when we first initiated Full Circle. And um, it's been such a wild ride. I, I know we're here for maybe an hour, but there's so many stories along the way. And all that. of it's really been a... a, a an, as I mentioned, emerging culture and, and this kind of evolution that's happening in a city like Venice and how it reverberates throughout other parts of the creative culture. And we just want to, you know, keep uh, sharing, sharing time with Colin and, and getting the message out that, you know, in these tumultuous times, how do we, you know, uh, stay positive and work together? It's so interesting, you know, um, because I think a lot of people, of course, know you from your former life uh, um, as an actor. And, you know, the, probably for people that find out that you are now sort of involved with Full Circle, it feels like maybe it feels like a huge disconnect because one is all about Hollywood, right? And it's kind of like, you know, self-centered and we're sort of seen playing certain characters. And then the other is like a complete departure, like it was a left turn. In some ways. Um, totally. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, what I think maybe some people who don't know you see. I've known you for a long time. But um, so, like, getting to, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, how this actually started. Um, when you – when was it that you decided that you wanted to sort of – you were done with acting? You know, I obviously am not totally done with it. I was going to ask, are you done well, with acting? I just acting? did That's this really cool show called Hollywood Darlings a couple yourself, months it was, ago. And it's so funny, and I'm so happy you came on to sort of like play a version of yourself, but also sort of poke fun at what I think the stereotype of what even full circle is. You yeah. know, people don't, people think it's a cult, or people think it's weird, or people think that, you know, we're all, you're, we're just like, you know, doing crazy dances with drums, and like, that's, I love that we kind of That's poked. all totally true, by the well, way. Well, it is. Well, whatever. That's not, you know. You know, we had somebody come in at one point and uh, sort of shift the idea around being, being weird, because look, if you really look at what people do in our quote-unquote normal culture, that stuff is weird. That stuff is too. weird too. Well, it's okay. all weird. Like, buy that, everything, yeah. and it's it's all it's all relative, really. I mean, what you think is weird, I might not, and what I think is weird, you may, you know. Of you, course, you, yeah. So. There's just some things that are just weird too, yeah. which is totally yeah. I mean, I'm weird. <laughs> we yes yes. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so you know, I think what. Uh, has been the shift. And so when we talk about evolution, it's where you drop, things drop off that no longer serve your higher purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would say rather than, you know, being able to identify like one specific aha moment, uh, there's been a series of them. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned one earlier um, with conflicts in the community mm -hmm. and just conflicts feeling that I was not on my path. And once, you know, I recognized the community and the creative people in Venice and the opportunity of the temple, albeit a wild idea to be able to take this on or to think you can take this on. 
and then just stepping forward. And I think that that's kind of been the lesson as we talk about and what I've learned in acting. It's like you go to an audition, you don't get the job. You just you got to stay going. persistent, right? right. And so I was doing a lot of things that had been the persistence, persistence, but not in the right direction. And then when we came in here, things started to synchronistically work. The team came together and, you know, it, we initiated something and it was full faith and full throttle. Did yeah. you go into it? So I'm just trying for timeline reasons. Sure. <clears throat> you wanted to, you found the space first or you had the idea to find the space? Like, did you just fall upon this? Or, I mean, this is a very, you know, specific, special space. It's a great question. And it's part of the story that, you know, people don't necessarily know, though it obviously is, is the story. When I was first brought in, there's a downstairs area to do business. I, I have done business in Venice, uh, you know, the specific idea was a cafe. So I was actually brought in with a different uh, uh, church entity because this is a church. So you mm-hmm. have to be a church to be able to be operating here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was my first introduction. That did not work out at that time. And so I was connected to the space as a guarantor. And then I was not involved in the day to day. A year went by and I was able to, in that year, really uh, feel into how important this space was to the community and how could I be a steward of the space in the event that it was available. All th- the whole long story is it became available a year later. So I had a year where I was associate but not involved and then a year later took the responsibility and said, well, look, I feel it's important that there is an authentic uh, spiritual development in this space and what does that look like? What does it look like to offer this space to the community in this very spiritually open and open-hearted way. And that was a year later, and that's how it all began. And it began on a shoestring, as they say, you know, bootstrapping it, the whole, I don't know why the feet are so important when you talk about not having a lot of financing, but right. it was all that. I was tying my shoes a whole lot to get started. But again, ground up uh, and a very authentic, and as I refer to evolution, just it, it has been an emerging and evolutionary kind of experience for everybody that's been involved. I'm, I speak on behalf of a community uh, as a co-founder, but there's a lot of people that have really lent their hearts to make this space uh, open. And, you know, it's not easy, I think, starting anything, um, whether it's a, an organization of people, something you really believe in, a business, a TV show, you know, these things take a lot of time and there's always sort of a, a up and down pitfalls. And I know you guys have come under like many different times of which you've just been trying to move forward. Um, and like I can, I can only imagine. Like I know that specifically, there was one moment here where you guys were doing a fundraiser. Can yeah. you talk about that? Like the kombucha gate. Kombucha gate. That's oh, great. I read about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as I was mentioning earlier, this has been um, a spiritual startup. So there's a, an operating. Uh, a, um, term is is a lean startup so everything was kind of done on uh, shooting from the hip so that being said you know we had done a lot of charitable events and there are people let's just say close in the neighborhood that you know at the time had you know their own issues with what we were doing because that's just how it is to have neighbors sure and uh you know they the ABC was called by somebody to come and they came and we had the Sea Shepherd Foundation here. There was a sound healing. It was a beautiful event. And they decided to come in because they thought we were selling alcohol, which we weren't. There was kombucha, which apparently... Which is a fermented tea, if which, you've never is it, had is it, it. Is it Brazilian or is it... Uh, kombucha I'm not sure if it's any specific. I, I think that. it's probably... It's like a fermented. Oh yeah, you could get tea. it at like Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he's here. He's kind of bringing the no, you know, the reality of like what's kombucha. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well no, I, drink I, mean, it, I think we kind of put kombucha on. I drink it when I'm yeah. pregnant. That's how yeah. little yeah, yeah. alcohol it's good. it it's has. It's actually in good it. for your your gut. That's got probiotics. It's horrible though. I had I really good ones though. I like it. Anyway, long story short, they came in at at that time and and they busted you. I mean, not, not me, but there was, you know, there's 950 events that have happened. And so I don't, I don't go to all of them, uh, obviously. Was this a kombucha sponsored event? Um, I think it was, a, if I remember correctly, a vendor that was serving. I mean, you know, oh, people okay. are coming to an event and, and, and right. like I said, Sea Shepherd, a uh, charitable fundraiser for Sea Shepherd. And anyway, long and, sh- long and short of it, they, uh, yeah, they ended up, uh, 
you know, citing this girl. And so it, it turned into a big public, uh, you know, viral story. Right. It's just too ironic, right? Like a temple and an actor and a, and a you know, right. <laughs> but when they, when they fermented tea. When, so it, well, when, they, when it became a story or a thing, was were they using the word alcohol or were they using the word kombucha? Well, it's actually resulted in um, a couple of litigations because oh, wow. they took great liberties with it and so there's two organizations that um we've had to be we've had to you know take a stand uh for for stand stand for ourselves and uh use our you know our legal standing and one of them is a, a company called AEG and the headline was Andrew Keegan sue or I'm sorry Andrew Keegan arrested for selling illegal substance this was so far from the right. truth and we talk about fake news i just i we dealt with enough we're like that, that's just not right. That's defamation, per, you know, right at face value. And then there was another organization that kind of followed similar a similar line, and that was Newsmax, which, you know, they're a, a right-wing political site. So we've taken the stand to, you know, clear and, uh, you know, clear our name on, on that part of it. But, you know, it's interesting that all this has come up more now, quote-unquote fake news. I mean, for me, it was a very real fake news story. When you say somebody's arrested and when you say that uh, they're selling illegal substances, so suggestive and here we of are course. doing this like it's yeah. so where were their arrests no oh okay not even yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's we're still talking about fermented tea I yeah. just no i know i get what you're saying but it's fascinating that. to me because obviously let's 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 put venice on the map for a second sure it this is a very prime real estate area it's like it's grown in let's say in the past 10 years it's changed tremendously well all of you know it's like become its own silicon valley so there's right. a lot of Big. It right. was a very small for people that don't live here. It's a very small beachy town, very artistic. Has always been sort of a haven for artists, and you know, has very eclectic um, shops and um, architecture, things like that. But the other half of that, which always happens, and is that some really big players have come in, and it's kind of changed the landscape of. Do you think a lot of it has to do with location? Well, there's a word that we're kind of circling around, which. Uh, is the word gentrification, yes. which is happening in a lot of communities. And then there's also a specific, you know, you mentioned it earlier, Silicon Beach term that's been going around ever since, you know, Google came into town and obviously more recently Snapchat, which kind of relates to the most current situation that's happening in the community because Snapchat, of course, went public and there are really strong feelings about how it's affecting the community. And, you know, they've been essentially uh, functioning in the space and growing exponentially, which has resulted in a lot of people being displaced and uh, a certain kind of effect on the general uh, morale and the vibe of Venice. Because, as you were saying, Venice is really this culture of creatives. And as we listen to Colin, music and artists and when those people can no longer exist because the rent is doubled, uh, because the food everywhere is too expensive, you know, you are pushing Everything is permitted parking and you can't, you know, park your vehicle. These are the things that are happening on a, you know, certain political. So obviously money and politics, they work hand in hand and, and how do community members with their own, which is, again, this goes back to how this community center that we've developed in, in in this period of three years is so important because we bring people together because we don't necessarily believe that one is bad or one is good. It's how do we work together because it is our community. They Snapchat and Google are here in the community and we want to also uh, be responsible to everybody and I sure. think that's the voice and that's kind of the message of where I think we fit. I, I, I like the fact that you use the word community center the words community center and that's what we're referring to the space is now yes. so it's not a ch- is it a church or is it I mean I'm, I just want to know for my own sure I think it's a great question in the sense of yes there are different kinds of programs that happen in the space so on Sunday for example we do a, a, a service, service. Okay. now you know I'm a pretty regular guy, and I think that there are other people that want to have a real, authentic experience on a Sunday morning that is our church. Now, for some people, that may be surfing, or for other people, it may be, you know, nature. And, you know, for my passion, my my passion is how do we bring community members together? How do we help people feel good? And we do that through sound healing. We do that through guest speakers that have something to, to, to share that's that's an inspiration, that's a full circle story. So, you know, it is in every way fulfilling that Sunday community uh, church. The definition is a gathering of like-minded individuals. 
So that's the definition of church. Right. Now, you start to get into religion and ideologies. Right. That's I'm not even getting into that's that. Not I don't even want to get into that. No, we want to take a step beyond that. Right. And we want to respect that those stories and that those beliefs completely exist, and they're very important, and there's actually science behind them as well. But this is where science and spirituality meet. And once we start dealing in, in the reality of that, we can actually really have some positive influences as, as, a, as a culture. Are you following me? I'm, do you mind me asking how old you are? 38. Okay, so in the 90s, you were, when you were, let's say when you were working nonstop, what age, uh, at what age? Between like 15, I think, is when I did Camp Nowhere, 15, 16, and then right. I was pretty busy all through that to 20 for five years, solid. When did the transition happen? Like, when were you like, um, when were you out of that Hollywood space? Not that you're not still acting or whatever, but out of that space into this kind of space? I think it's a great question. You know, I had a, a bit of a run of success and then I ended up, you know, going back to the 90s and being involved with, with a country singer and this other whirlwind of her fame and fortunes. And then that ended and it was 21 years old and I was like, I got to get out of here. I was a, up at Beverly Hills in a house and I, it was just, I was ready to be away. So I went to the marina, believe it or not, at 21 and I was over the boats, you know, in an apartment over the boats. And that actually was the beginning. 9-11 happened right at that time as well. So it was part of the shift. Like, what is this world all about? I began uh, diving deeper. The first thing that I did was called human design, which is the combination of I Ching, numerology, astrologies, and chakras. And it basically diagrams based on your time of birth and um, the place of birth how do how you d- decision making process how do you say yes how do you say no per your design and what things you're strong in what things you're deficient in and it was really the first experience with transformational practices so i since i was 21 so for 17 years i've been really open to the development of myself and looking inward and then in these more recent years sharing what i've learned and just sharing the space being able to hold this kind of space because we have all kinds of people coming through the door, so you need to be, you know, you need to be level-headed to deal with all of the kinds of things that uh, happen in this kind of a space. Because when you talk about spirituality, people bring, often can bring some heavy, heavy, you know, heavy emotions, sure. and so yeah. you know, so and everyone's spiritual spirituality mm-hmm. is very different to themselves, so sure. you don't know what sure. you're getting. Yeah, and that's what's beautiful about this. It's so uh, open to, but in a, but in a, you know, in a curated kind of way, you know, so just not anything we're not letting you know things that are inappropriate i mean there's dark energy that exists and you know you got to be very clear with what you're you're doing and and set a very clear intention which is what we've done um can i ask you specifically because this show and what we've done with our live show and certainly what we're doing with the podcast really celebrates i think a lot of the human moments that we all have and so many of our fans and people that have watched the show, uh, that what they love is that it's a it really celebrates the human experience. Mm-hmm. So we always say that you know, like your worst day, the worst thing that may have ever happened to you in that moment, is sometimes the best thing that ever happened because of whatever it bring it brought after that, or even just to like just to to celebrate a terrible a terrible moment in time or or a terrible experience. Um, it helps people around you know that like they're not alone. Well, boy, do I have a lot of those stories. <laughs> right. And this is what I want and to get is, into. Yeah, we should get into that. And, right. and just so you know, there are so many fans that are so interested in knowing those stories. And like Christine says, it is relatable. And that was the whole point. That's how we started. We originally started the show as, I'm sure she told you, Worst Audition. Right. Which we all had those moments and the funny that comes out of that is like first of all I thought about that and I just wish I could remember uh, remember some of the worst oh it's because we block them out (laughs) immediately oh immediately yeah is that it no completely because what what would we do when we had the live show is that we'd get like five actors who had great stories and then I would invite potential people who I think because they're like "I, I don't have a story I can't remember anything blah 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 I go come watch the show and as soon as they watch the show, they're like, I got like 15 stories for you. Like, n- no joke. They're, it right. just triggered, right? right. Um, so as far as worst ever, there's one, I think, pivotal moment that actually really connects to even w- where we sit now at Full Circle. And the story uh, 
I'll start by saying that, whoa. Oh, the little one <laughs> looks like she's she's got it's like a little weeble wobble. She's so, so the story annoying. begins perhaps as it began for everybody coming to know Adam Sandler as an amazing comedian and somebody that we all grew up on and uh, are fans of. And my mom was actually working on the Wedding Singer, uh, or she worked on the Wedding Singer. So I got to got to meet him back then, and. Um, I think the, the, the funny moment that I remember about that is I was a teen, you know, heartthrob at the time. So, of course, my mom had my posters up in her, you know, hairdressing booth. And he, he took one of them and uh, admitted to me that it was in his bathroom over his toilet. So I was oh, like, so oh, that's a great way to meet you. That, that's awesome. So that was my Adam Sandler uh, <clears throat> moment, uh, initial moment. So some years later, we had done, I had done 10 Things I Hate About You, a Shakespeare adaptation. And I had gone in on this audition for a film that was being produced by Adam Sandler and by Rob Schneider. And Rob Schneider was starring in the film, and the film was called The Hot Chick. So if anybody remembers the film, I remember reading the script. I've actually never seen the film, um, and I'll tell you why. Is that where second. Adam Sandler dresses as a woman? or No, that's where Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider dresses okay. as yeah, a hot yeah. chick. Got it. So the character, again, my memory f- uh, fails me on names and and. and specific details, but he was the jock and I had just done that in 10 things. And, you know, I had had a little bit of a uh, ego around like, well, I got to play a different character. I don't want to play another jock. And so we, I got hired to do the film and, and we did the read through with Rachel, is it Rachel Adams? And, um, there was uh, Joey Lawrence's brother, Matthew Lawrence and a few other, obviously the actors and, and the hot chick. So we did the read through and it was very clear that I didn't really wasn't really feeling it. So the next day, and it's a, it's a big job. It's a studio film. I think it was Disney or something. So the next day, I got a call from my agent. And uh, I think it was UTA at the time, big agent. And basically told me that I got fired. Yeah. That, from the reading? Yeah. They said, yeah, you... And it was a nice thing in the sense of like, yeah, it doesn't look like he's really into it. So we're not... We're going we're gonna to recast. Now, again, back to the ego thing, right? Like, I just... I mean, I didn't want to do it, but wait a second. I just got fired. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. That's not good. Uh, the fortunate thing, and again, how this relates to where we are now, is that because it was under contract, Pay I was play. still paid. So then I come from a pretty, um, you know, uh, what's the right word? A, a not affluent family. I did, you know, my dad, dad came from Nebraska. Mom immigrated from Columbia, worked in the industry, but not, you know, it's like normal pay, not a, a rich family, I guess is the point. So I was always, you know, making, making my own life even at that time. And I was like 19. So I got a lead through my dad who did real estate to buy real estate. And um, since this was sort of a a whimsical situation, I went ahead and just kind of doubled down, bought two houses and, you know, to kind of fast track. Fortunately, obviously, real estate's a great investment. It led to a purchase of real estate in in Venice here, which has resulted in my ability to build to the point that we can be in this space. Not that we own this, although that's part of where this is going, but it's given me the the free flow to be able to work limited, you know, limited work as an Mm -hmm. actor, not much income in that, as you know, uh, but to be able to, you know, thrive through the last, you know, few years. Although when I say thrive, it's in a very uh, sacrificial kind of way, yeah. but at the end of the day, s- still need to pay the and mortgage. to buy real estate at the time that you bought it, right? Right. Wow. Well, it went up and it went down, so right. there was, we had there the was crash, but you had, you hung on, to hung it. on. Great. Yeah, I mean, and and that's more of a that'll go in the book. I'll tell you the the yeah. sore details about what hanging on looks like in this situation because it's that exactly my feeling, my sentiments exactly. But, you know, that's, I mean, what an incredible story. It's, like, probably the worst thing that you thought at the time. Yeah. Like, many actors be like, oh, God, the worst thing that ever happened. But it was, it was opened a door to another life that you didn't know you were going to have. But go back to the story. Did they give you, did your agents give you a specific reason why you were fired? I mean, they're not going to say, well, he just didn't, it didn't look like he was feeling it. I mean, I you know. I mean, I think that, you know. I mean, again, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. The specific reason that I received was that it it really must have been clear that I was just kind of throwing in like a 50% or 20% of (laughs) of what the Do we know who replaced you? 
Oh geez, I, we can look that. We up. need to look that up. I, I think it was. <laughs> I think it, I want to say Eric. I think Eric Olson is Eric that, Olson. Is that right? Is that sound? Yeah. Okay. So out of you know names and 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 memories, all leave me. <laughs> I've done a lot of meditating. Okay, <laughs> it's gone. Okay, all right. <laughs> Meditate away. Download or, or what do they say? Dumped my hard drive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's a, now. Listen, I I read an article that your wife or your girlfriend, whatever. Right. I don't know what's the spiritual way of saying this. She went through 70 hours of labor. Uh-huh. Is yes. that real? Yes. My <laughs> beloved Arista, we had the choice or had made the choice to do a home birth. So this was the intention. And of course, you know, uh, 70 hours later, that wasn't happening. And she was amazing to continue with this for three days. Like I mean, I, I really it, can't it, even imagine. And to be clear, it's prodermal labor. So what there was sort of a break during the day and then it would go really intense pre-labor at night wow. and then break during the day and then pre- so this went on for three days and then finally the third night turned into you know a morning birth and yeah 77 hours in total oh. still at the house you had it no 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 no. we went in for an you emergency did. c-section yeah i mean at that oh. point it wasn't happening she such a trooper I mean, oh my gosh uh, so like, was she like so she's having these contractions on and off and then at the end of the day, was there was just no dilation going on? Yeah, or? you know, we honor the experience of both in this situation, well, everyone, but the mom and, and, and Arista and uh, the baby. And, you know, she just wanted to come out a different way. And, uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of speculations and ideas, it, you know, physically... Um, the, yeah, there was just just complications and, you know, I maybe a little scoliosis or, th- you know, whatever the sure. things that make it difficult. But at the end of the day, it was um, a beautiful birth and she ended up coming out super healthy. And so, you know, what you what you really, I mean, hope for at the end of the day is yeah. the most healthy child. And thank I mean, God, what's, thank going God on, for, what's going on through your head during <clears throat> this? Like, I mean. There's only so much you can do, right? Yeah, you're getting you're getting in the shower, you're yeah. massaging, yeah. you're doing everything. Yeah, you're all doing everything. That, I mean, you know, is she sleeping I, at all through this? Or uh, no, 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 no. And there's a doula, a doula and a midwife, and they were sleeping, which is cushy for them. They were right? sleeping. Well, they were trading off. I mean, oh, that's nice. They're used. They're. I think we got our money's worth too. <laughs> three days. I, they didn't come three until days. like day and a half. But you know, this was a conversation going on between the midwife and myself. When do we call it? And we said a couple times, and then just kind of blew through them. But that's that's birth, and you know, yeah. kind of a for me, it's a similar feeling to all that has been experienced here. I think we can look at birth as a, you know. Um, and rebirth, I should say, in our lives that, that happen. And it even relates to worst ever, these moments where we really feel like we just have died or something so bad, like I can't go forward. You have to like pick yourself back up and you went, you know, you know, the actual yeah. labor process, it really puts life into perspective that oh, yeah. those things you think are so bad really are opportunities to find your strength and move. Well, you don't change otherwise, right? I don't know if I like the word change. Okay. You don't progress. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you give me a good word, I, beloved. I think evolve, you know, like you have you come to earth and it was almost in your lyrics, I feel like you come here to experience life. Like you've made a choice to be here on this earth at this time. Once you take that uh, and own that idea and and your responsibility here and this is again relates to what I feel like the message that's been coming through the space so much is that's where people give their power away. But if you take the responsibility for your power, you can do anything. And I really feel that's what this has been as an example. Like this is so unexplainable that we're here in this creation of co-creation of so many people. And it's just because you, we believe that we can. And now we're looking at a future here and a long future where we didn't know if we were going to make it six months. So, yeah. So what is the story with that? Like, so yeah, update on full circle. Rose Temple. Yes. We have uh, identified a, a, and partnering with a, an investor, and this particular investor is bringing uh, a fair amount of finance to the table. We are in the very early phase, phase of that. In fact, we're just about to announce that to, to our community today, so I can share it with you. And this is about a long-term plan. It's about uh, uh, settling into the temple 
and being able to build out all of the other ideas that we've had that we haven't been able to do because we've been here on a month-to-month lease. You know, month-to-month doesn't give you the ability to do things like membership or, you know, consistent programming or downstairs we still want to do a cafe. I mean, I, I was brought in four years ago to do a cafe, so it's I still want to do a cafe. It's a great place yeah. for a cafe. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, we want to bring it. It's got to be faster than the one across the street. Right. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's like lack of the city don't, over Don't there. have beach people running it, though. It's so slow. <laughs> Just a bunch of hippies, bro. Don't worry about it. We uh, we do see that there's great success across the street. And and, and how much was your coffee? Uh, the, everything was thirty five dollars. We had two. We had two cent, I'm like thirty five. By the way, you owe me seventeen fifty. Okay. Um, <laughs> and you had a coffee and a scone, right? No, I had a coffee and a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. whatever. By the way, food's amazing. It was good, delicious. Great food. Great yes. food. But thick bacon. Yeah. Real thick bacon. Real thick bacon. (laughs) That's what she said. Coffee beignets. Hello. So we're going (laughs) to... Colin at this point has his hands over his face. Colin, we're going to give you so much material for a song. You have no idea, dude. Thick cut bacon. That's a great Yeah, that's... Maybe put a band together and call it (laughs) thick cut bacon. I mean... That it was braised. Sounds by like the a way. hillbilly band there. We, uh, yeah, we have a lot of vision for the space, and and three years of of cultivating ideas and being able to implement them is really the future. And again, just continuing with this space being open to a, a community. And I mentioned spiritual startups, so we're kind of out of the startup phase now. We're spiritually fully functioning. That's can the I ask some? I mean, just curious questions from not knowing about, you know, as a spiritual space, is it considered a church, right? So government-wise, do you pay, like, how does that work? Yeah, well, it's a religious nonprofit. Okay, got it. we are very much functioning in that same space that you would consider other organizations of of spiritual nature to be operating in. And there's, yeah, there's certainly uh, different taxations with that. And then also, so what's the relationship with the landlord? Of well, the- we, we have been in a lease agreement, which would, con- which would continue. It's a transference of owners, so that's where an investor's coming in Got to uh, you know, create a new circumstance. The issue with the current owner is that their interests were differing from, from having us here. It was more of how do we knock? I mean, what are what this project is about too is about preserving the temple it's about preserving the spirit in venice by bringing the community through the space this space could very likely be a condo or right. an that's office what, space exactly what I, like, that's what you were thinking right you well, can't I'm be like thinking, this would be an amazing I'm going, office i'm going no wonder why they're giving him so much shit i go it's the real the location is perfect to put i mean you're you just prime, yeah. yeah it's a prime that's what i'm like of course they're going to try to knock you down yeah. like that's what they're after they want the space yeah which is still a challenging aspect of this because the pricing is still so very high uh, for what our usage is. And so this is where, you know, I've this whole time been able to leverage the uh, relationships or in, in my circumstance, leveraging, you know, the people that I know and the creativity to make this work. We're going to continue to do that. There's discussions about, you know, live streaming and doing content here and really, that'd be awesome. Oh, you should, you should for sure. Yeah. And you said it, this building was built when Venice was first Venice became Venice, right? 1905. Yeah. 1905. So is there a way to make it a historical? It's, it is, it is earmarked to be a, a historical landmark site. So that is something we will do as well. Again, our agenda is so different, not so different, but it's different than a typical um, investor that is looking to come and make a lot of money and turn things, you know, develop. Developers are usually the people that would buy something like this. And for one reason or another, it was not sold in the last year. And my belief is because, you know, we're meant to be here and it, it, it goes against the logic of the, you know, the current owner, logic of like most people that you can't afford that space. You shouldn't be there. That, you know, that's way too much. And I just don't listen to those things or don't take them to heart. I just like, we're here, we're here doing what we're supposed to be doing. And it is about your future, Missy McGee. We, uh, we really see the future, see the future. Uh, By the way, she I'm, loves Andrew's feed. It's really grossing me out. But. <laughs> He hates feet. I'm going to just rub your... Okay, I, I want to fire off some questions for you, okay? Sure. And you, you chime in yeah, too. Yeah, I will. Percent. Great. 
So back to the worst, right? Worst date ever. And if you haven't had one, it's okay. We'll find something that you have. <laughs> <laughs> worst, worst date ever. Date ever. Oh, man. Let's come back to that one. Okay. Um, <clears throat> worst vacation ever or trip ever? I do remember a trip where we went to Belize, um, flew into Belize, got to this place that we had booked, really did not feel this vibe at all, booked a plane ticket and we're out the next day. From Belize? And it was, no, I'm sorry, we ended up in Belize, but it was a place, I don't want to say not St. Martin, oh, now I can't remember the place. St. Thomas? Maybe it was St. Thomas. Nassau, Bahamas. Maybe it was Nassau. I don't know. I maybe it was something like super maybe, touristy. And I was like, about I'm not to say whatever. It. It, no, it was not even that. It was true. It was just like dry, and it was. I don't. We literally didn't like it, and just maybe it was. Who were you with? Um, yeah, girlfriend at the time. <laughs> to remain nameless. What show was she on? What show was she on? Let's just say she was a singer. Do your research. Oh, was she country? Uh, when country wasn't cool. Okay. I was country. When country. Cu- Barbara Mandrell. See? Yeah. Initials LR? Uh, could be. You've okay. been doing your research, mister. No, I just know a similar... I know someone who dated this person as well. Oh, boy. Who's got some horror stories. I will. Uh, but I'll, when I get to her, I'll ask her. <laughs> As you should. That that may relate to my worst date ever. So yeah. we can take that off yeah. off, no, the, no. off the question list. <laughs> I'm actually curious about that because. <laughs> yeah, don't be shy here. There's a lot of there's a lot of eye rolling going on right now for those that can't see. Okay, do you have a worst audition? I mean, I do remember. Oh, okay. I do remember one thing about a bad audition experience, which was the audition was for The Quick and the Dead, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio ended up getting the part. However, the feedback was that the casting director would never see me again because when I went in, I was in this phase where I referred to her as Babe. Oh. Yeah. I was oh, like, oh, God, God Andrew. Andrew. Oh, gee. Oh, oh, really, guys? You... <laughs> That's your reaction. Seriously, you you said, hey, yeah, babe. Like, babe? I was like, I guess that's what happened. Come on. It was, it was terrible. It that's was horrible. Terrible. So, yeah, I never, I, I could probably Google who that casting <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, never never went in again for that casting director. Oops. And you, I, it and was innocent, though. I, I feel, very. you know, I just was in a phase. I was at the beach and, you know, it was kind of the culture in the in the mid-90s, you know? You were a surfer. You were hey, 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 man. That was, was cool. super cool. Yeah, not, not right. so cool. Is your mother still in the business? She's retired. Retired? She did very well. Uh, and, and it's always been a, a, a great inspiration to me coming, immigrating at 18 years old, not knowing the language, uh, starting in a salon, working into the industry. Eventually, I mean, she was at the prices right. Like, and then wow. by the end. Oh, you're kidding. I was on the. Yeah, oh, I'd love I to talk go to there. Because that's you like, should, I used to should. love that show. It was, but during the Bob Barker days. Exactly. I, re- I remember uh, speaking of Bob Barker, we just saw the Adam Sandler Bob Barker thing was just out. I had a funny, <clears throat> so I met Bob, obviously, just, you know, in, in that setting when I was very young. And then I was shooting an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and he was there shooting probably some Adam Sandler film. And I went up to his trailer, and I just thought I would say hi, like, when I was a kid. And Bob Barker literally was like, I was like, yeah, my mom worked on your show. And he just walked over and was like, oh, that's great. And slammed the door in my face. And I was oh, wow. Like, <laughs> Well, well, that just happened. Well, he's dead now. Thanks, Bob. Is he? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, don't, I think not. they just he, did he a thing be, with I, I just Adam think Sandler. he's disappeared. Um, he's surprisingly oh, that's alive. Right. Yeah, maybe he is alive. I'm sorry, Bob, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> and I do spay and neuter my pets. Um, <laughs> I kind of love you right now. You no, are. I just do. Okay, so wait a minute. She thought that was funny. This baby is really getting on my way. Uh, I'm sorry Christine can't be more present, but she's too busy babysitting her cutest. child. Oh, I know. Um, the cutest. Okay, so Seventh Heaven, how many seasons? I think it was off and on for four. You? I wasn't on, yeah, I was off and on for four uh, years. Any worst memories from that show? Oh, <laughs> uh, Wow. It's okay. There, you know what? They were they were really difficult. I had a dog, and they were just not not friendly about bringing the dog to set. So that was not a strong memory per se. I actually have pretty good memories of it as far as the the, the workflow. I know that you you had to get every word 
Like, you were very you word were on perfect the show. on that show. Word perfect is a great term. Well, it's, for that. It was also spelling, which that, those kind of shows don't exist anymore. I thought you were talking yeah. about actual spelling. I was no, like, no, no, oh, no. I, spelling, spelling. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I Aaron. remember, I only did one episode, but I remember the hair guy was so insane. Oh, the guy with the tattoos and yes. super cool guy? He would come over. On the motorcycle? I. Yeah. Honestly, I don't remember. Yeah. It, it might not have been. It, I was just a guest star, so I think I just got stuck with whoever was like free. Um, but he was. They were so insane about my hair. He was coming over, and he's like, ah, every after every take, he'd be like, okay, no, it has to be like this. And it has yeah. to be like this. And well, I'm you know that. Tuck it, do you know that? Don't touch it. Yeah, and I was you know. Like, don't touch my own hair. But you know what? You understand why, right? Aaron Spelling, like he was. Beauty was what his shows were about. Like that's what like. Melrose, um, I'm sorry, yeah, 90210, Melrose Place, those shows, it was based on beauty. So he had a thing, hair and makeup approval was a huge thing for Aaron, and Duke. Yeah, yeah I do remember the process, the yeah. process actually, too, was like four times. It was full on, like, deciding on, on cast, so that was, you know. Do you see yourself getting back, like, auditioning again, full-time, like that? It, it's it, interesting, you're catching this, this sort of unique moment where we were... Uh, as of a week ago, planning to be completely out of here, and this investor op- opportunities all presented itself. So I'm kind of in a really interesting place of, uh, you know, going between what I had thought, which was like I'll go back in and, and, and do some auditions, and you know, I really love the cushy idea of having a trailer and people that are first ads and directors and members. Like Crafty. that is amazing. It's the best of what has been going on. Well, it's here. to so, bring it full circle. Yeah, hello. It's sort of commu- I mean, the set is communal. It's very. I mean, it's a family. It is. It's like doing and team sports. Yeah. It's it's and it's it's crazy, especially if you're on a show for many seasons. And when it's over, it's sort of you get in that depressed place and like it's hard to recover so and I'm assuming the reason you got into acting was you're passionate about it and there's something creative about it obviously exploring other characters I think you hit it on the head though that 95% of uh, the time spent as an actor is being in the community of a set and I think that that was the training that's led to this experience where in this circumstance that 95% of the time or 90% of whatever it is relates in a very um theatrical experience because our team comes together and we present a music event or a workshop or a yeah. Sunday service. So it's kind of, yes, exactly. It's kind like of like doing theater. A play yeah. In a weird this way. is every a musical. And, every and Sunday. that's the full circle stories yeah. that we are very much uh, living a theatrical experience. And in, in fact, everybody is every day. So you're, uh, choosing to be your best character, your best self. We talk about avatarism here, encouraging people to step into their most fulfilled and creative self because often we get caught up in doing our job or the things that we think we're supposed to be doing for our family or expectations from other people rather than being your full self. And that really, I think, is what's so um, fulfilling about this experience where I'm just living in my own theater. Speaking of theater, our and, theater. and this space, right... I read also that they used this space to shoot a Netflix show or... Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Oh, right. Because it's based on... So there's a Netflix show that's that's been about Venice for one season called Flaked. Right. It's Will Arnell, Arnell, Arnett. Right. Will Arnett from... Oh, boy. I'm going to... It's going to come to me in a minute. That other show that's really great that... Ah, I can't remember. So they shot the second season here. Uh, they actually wrote in a spiritual center... Because, again, it's about Venice. There's right. also potentially a character that's similar to... And, again, I'm sure it's, 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 it's a little spoofed out, kind of like of what course. we did. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great show. You I, should I've read for it. it. I think I should. That it could Looking be my it could, it may be my worst Keaton audition type. ever. Listen, can we actually can we please get in there and not, record that? <laughs> not, listen, that's that's if, a bad one when you don't me, get your own part. You, right. you need to no. listen. Yeah, you've got to. Re, you, it's I'm, already I'm, done. The show's already done. Whatever. I didn't get the part. Okay. <laughs> well, you're the worst actor ever. <laughs> can't even like that, it was like written for you, and you couldn't even book it. That's happened a couple times too. So let's, I want to ask Stephen really quick. Stephen is our sound engineer. Stephen, have you ever? Um, yes. Have you ever tried a sound bath? Uh, yeah, I went to the Integratron in Joshua Tree. Oh, so you've been to that place yes, too? Yes, I oh. loved it. It felt like I think it was an. It's like an hour, and it felt like I was there for like like days in a yeah. good way. It felt like I was. Felt like I had like two days worth of rest. 
uh, in the span of an hour. It was really awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I used to it. hold a boombox on my ear on the shoulder. street. It's a different kind How of sound bath. I'm 44. Meditation. Thank you, yeah. Andrew. I look great. Um, by the way, I was going to ask you what skin products to use because Andrew looks exactly the same. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. He, we, he is not he's aging laterally. A lot of coconut oil. Is it really? On your face or inside? I don't inside? really use much. I, I just some jar of moisturizer. I don't know. On the outside or on the inside? The coconut oil? Of your body. Are you talking <laughs> about eating it or putting it on your skin? Well, or both? You can do both. Oh. Coconut oil is a really... You should think about it, Christine. Well, <laughs> rude. Oh, wow, that face. This is the guy who that literally was like, you need to start face tuning your photos <laughs> Have you heard because of face you look old. Um, great. <laughs> okay, true. well, I've been eating it. Apparently, I'm putting it on the wrong side of my body. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's hear something positive. <laughs> well, I think it's a great. At this moment, we've gone so low between. But that's what we do. Like, I just get you comfortable. And I'm like, let's bring him in now. Bring him in. <laughs> we we again just to kind of bring this story as a reminder for anyone that's been listening at, at any point along the way. When we walked in today, uh, we walked into Colin recording his music, and so we've decided to include it uh, today, and we. It had a couple choice songs and, and the way that this really represents a lot of what's happening here at the temple. So we Where can we find Colin's music? Colin is both found at Colin Yahom and then also Google search if you Google search Colin Yahom, C O L I N my name. Um, or my website that I have right now is homehereandnow.com. Homehereandnow.com. And then do you guys have a website for... Yeah, we would love for folks to check out our website, fullcirclevenice.org. Uh, you can sign up for the newsletter. We are in discussions and planning now to have a live stream soon and a membership. So the sooner everybody signs up, they'll get in on the early bird rates or the early bird subscriptions. And then um, we're soon to be uh, planning uh, planning more great more events in summer 2017 we actually be... shot here the episode that uh hopefully a lot of you guys saw um from hollywood darlings that andrew was in was actually shot here at full circle so oh, yes it was in the in the temple so and thank it's you again a pretty for pretty awesome that. scene it is looking forward to that orgasmic eating <laughs> session <laughs> gotta watch the show sorry i can't wait gotta, yeah. it's good all right without any right. further ado we'll turn this over to colin before we wrap up for it can you handle all this this whole wide world in which we've all got the privilege to sing and to listen as this song evolves we make the resolve to see the lights in us all we got potentials for greatness compassion and patience learn these vibrations and you'll activate us 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 Activators, active Vedas. How many of y'all have even heard of the Vedas? Those are holy scrolls printed with instructions that could save us. Every culture's got its own book that lasted through the ages. Sages spoke and wrote that truth to no limitation that we'd all do well with a spiritual foundation. Void of overly religious denomination. Cause it don't matter which view you're taking on this creation. As long as you remember that we're all related. We're all related. We're all related. We're all related, we're all related, we're all related, we're all related. Now in the East, they say that the way is nameless, but it's never aimless, it's just a continuation started, who knows when, by some ancient nation, when whole communities sat together in meditation. But today, even with the oppression on all our relations, be it water fluoridation, genetic modification, or our third eyes calcified by the chemical invasion, from this Western culture too caught up with the gentrification, speak your invocation, rewrite your declaration, to say, united, we will live this great liberation. Liberation, 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 
liberation. That's a mantra resounding through our whole nation. It's a mantra resounding for our nation's forgiveness. And the way in which you say it is your own personal business. But when you act out of love, life is filled with the richness. And it's easier to see this as the invisible witness that there's a light within us. As we wholly serve this holy earth who gave unto us birth by divine influence. All the while she grew us with no excuses. Our cradle of life, mama, rock us through this, rock us through this, rock us through this, rock us through this, up above, rock us through this. Oh yeah. Are you ready for this? For this love, it's everything. Are you ready for this? This love is everything. Were you ready for it? How did you handle it? Throughout your life, did you sing? Do you remember to listen? Has your song evolved? And do you see the light in everybody? We got potential for greatness, compassion and patience. Learn these vibrations, you'll activate us. We're activated, we're all related. We're liberated to rock this nation. We're activated, we're all related. We're liberated to rock this nation. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Are you ready for this? It's awesome, Colin. Also, I wanted to say that when I first came to Los Angeles um, a little over a year ago, um, this place was the first place that I actually like went to do anything in any kind of social capacity. Um, How did you find it? Uh, one of my friends was um, putting on a cacao ceremony here. What's if that? you're not familiar with that, it's know, basically... It sounds like, it's some, it sounds it's like another arrest coming. <laughs> <laughs> cacao, kombucha. There's a lot of cacao well, here. What's going on? Cacao, cacao <laughs> essentially... Might be, a, might, might be a need for a diaper changer <laughs> in a minute. Cacao is essentially chocolate. Oh, and yeah. So, okay, got it. So it's a, it's a, a ceremony. We, we set it up in that too. way to just be really intentional with the, the reality that we're all going to come to this place and we're all going to drink chocolate. You know, it's a, a liquid chocolate brew with a bunch of other really yummy herbs and, and yeah, medicinal things in it. That sounds amazing. illegal, guys. Drink, <laughs> drink chocolate and then make music and dance all night. Are you kidding me? I love Listen, that. Let me, so, let me, just a word of advice. You want to keep this thing open? Just serve water, maybe like a green tea here and there. A, a chai, <laughs> as far as I would go, is a chai. Cut, cut the cacao. involved with the chai, cut, sure? Okay, cut the cacao, cut the kombucha. Listen, let's try to like get this. Let's get a long-term lease, not month-to-month. Thank you. Right. You know what? I think we have a, a new. convert. I think it's, we have a new. I was about to say. I think we have a new board member. Let's this sign is kind you of up. Crazy. You, you just need right. to be here Very every day. Unexpected. We do our kundalini at five a.m. All right. Again with the coup. It's a, there's a kundalini, <laughs> guys. <laughs> this is, I, I'm not feeling it right now because okay. I think we got to like take it easy with the let's water and tea. So no no K's more like like yeah like, K's and cuz yeah no okay all right sounds good okay um have you had cacao Stephen. <laughs> Uh, no, I've never had like raw chocolate like that. Are are you? Would you be into that? Oh, I would. I'm so down for a cacao ceremony. Do you want to come? I'll come with you. Yeah, we yeah, can let's come do it for cacao and kombucha. Okay. I'll be outside filming it for when it gets busted. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you you seem to be there at the right time. Water breaks and busts. Yeah, let's yeah, see if you can time yourself yeah, yeah. out on this one. Well, I had no idea until I read all about it. I was like. Wait, what? What's going on? Yeah, I had no clue. You know what was the funny part? When I drove up and I saw you uh, walking the baby, I was like, that dude does not look comfortable with that baby carriage <laughs> at all. But actually, it Andrew, was like to be honest with you, I'm, I'm the godfather of the child. So okay. he keeps saying. And I'm... Is that, is that just... Is that your... It's your, my second godchild. And I, yeah, I've had niece, niece and nephew. And I'm actually... And Christine will attest. I'm really good with the children. He is Got quite it. good with the children. It's, it. it's shocking from because his Because I speak appearance. to the kids like adults. Got it. Got like it. I ain't, I'm not baby talking the baby. 
It's shocking. Or anybody for that matter. Yeah, or exactly. anyone, really, for that matter. Yeah, we're getting straight talk from you today. Straight talk. That's it. Um, right. Andrew, thank you so thank much you. for allowing us to come into this amazing space. Colin, thank you for sharing your talents and your, your beautiful music with us. And, um, and one more time, give us a shout out. Are you guys on Twitter, Snapchat? We are on Twitter, not on Snapchat. <laughs> we have a community meeting happening tomorrow here, bringing the community, community together to discuss how we can, again, harmonize a, a, a sort of dis disease that's happening within the community but I feel very confident I'm again we're very fortunate that they're coming to the space because come visit seriously I think it's very welcoming right it's very it's welcoming. amazing well again the best thing to do is sign up for the newsletter of fullcirclevenice.org and um, also follow us on social media we're on Facebook it's super simple just look it up Full Circle Venice and um, yeah thank you guys again for being here and coming all the way down here you did I a know. great job I appreciate it I can't wait to talk about my worst drive ever which will be back to <laughs> where I live <laughs> and that'll be on next week thanks yeah. everyone for listening and if you have any worst things you can always email us We'll tell you that email later. Bye. <laughs> okay, thank you. Goodbye. You can find more about Full Circle at Facebook and Instagram at Full Circle Venice and on Twitter at Full Circle VB. And again, that was Colin James Martin, otherwise known as Colin U. Home. You can find him on YouTube and also on Instagram at Colin U. Home. If you have any terrible stories, don't feel ashamed. Go ahead, email us at worsteverpodcast at gmail.com. We'd be happy to listen to all of your terrible things and turn them into the hilarious moments that you never knew they were. You can find me on Instagram at Yo Lakin, Yo Lakin, and my counterpart Alec Led at Alec Led. Have a great one, or a terrible one. We don't judge. <laughs> <laughs>